All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Make It Happen with more Simplest Property Inspections. Thank you all for tuning in um, here with our founder, Dwayne. Dwayne, how are we doing today? Standing tall, looking good. <laughs> all right. That's a new one. <laughs> that's a new one. <laughs> I like that. Standing tall and looking good. I'm going to start using that one uh, from here on out for the next couple couple episodes. I like that. Very good. Well, hey, um, we got some exciting news coming up here. I'm going to be traveling out to Utah with our newest franchise owner doing some in-territory training coming up here in a week and a half or so. And so I'm excited for that. That should be fun. Um, getting the, getting the ball rolling with him and get the doors open and, uh, seeing what he could do out there in park city. And so that's some exciting news on my part. I mean, anything on your guys' ends, any, uh, any big news, any big wins for the week? No, no. Uh, well, I, uh, I mean, we kind of finished the training portal. Yeah, yeah, the Very training nice. portal, all the videos are made, uh, nice. looking good there, uh, uh, and just, yeah. Plugging away. That's awesome. I mean, the training portal, for those who don't know, obviously what we're referencing to, uh, is something that we've been working hard on in our end internally to support our franchise owners and our inspectors in our system. Um, well, and Yeah, everybody on staff and our whole brand and, and company and just trying to make on-demand uh, uh training available yeah. continual education uh right and that's actually one of our it's, that's that's going to tie into our first topic of today uh, talking about workplace values and things of that nature and one of our own values uh here at morrison is uh continuing uh to pursue knowledge um, or pursue knowledge through continuing education and part of that is what we're trying to instill uh and those training videos are going to allow us to kind of take that to the next level and allow our franchise owners to i think even have even more success than what they're currently experiencing but Nonetheless, uh, last week, we dove into a topic uh, based off of a Forbes article titled 16 Key Trends That Will Drive Small Businesses in 2022. Uh, now, we kind of wiped out the 2022 part. We think this is going to be applicable for the years to come um, and has been applicable now for quite a while. Um, these trends that people in business need to, be, need to be tracking and following and being on top of in order to continually stay competitive. And so... We covered our first four last week, and just as a recap, those four were emotional intelligence and empathy, influencer marketing on social media, big business systems and processes, as well as expanded recruiting efforts. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that last episode, I would highly suggest you go do so. Uh, I thought we had a pretty good conversation uh, regarding those topics there. Uh, and I also want to remind you guys to like, subscribe, hit that notifications button, and by all means, feel free to give us a call or visit our website if you want to learn more about us. Um, again, our phone number is 866-881-5027, and our website's morrisonplusfranchise.com. And so with that being said, we are diving into the fifth topic out of the six, or the fifth trend out of the 16 trends that Forbes has laid out for us, and that being core workplace values. And so, Dwayne, I want to ask you, when you think of core workplace values, what comes to, what comes to mind? Well, uh, being responsible, mm -hmm. uh, quite frankly, uh, and we obviously have core values for our company, mm -hmm. uh, which I mean, I'm not going to deep dive right into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll cover those in a minute, just briefly. But, uh, but I mean, just just having the, the the set of core values that we have and and working on those and uh, maintaining those values is a backbone of our decisions each and every day. Yeah, and that was actually, I think, kind of just touched on what I, my next question for you was, is uh, the purpose behind these core values. Why do you think businesses should instill them within within their business, regardless of if they have two employees, one employee, uh, or they have 10, 15, 100? Well, what do you think the purpose is behind them? And 
is it really meaningful to have core values set up and verbalized and put in place in writing, even if you have a really small tight knit team? hundred percent because there there's a, and I just did a, a live, uh, uh, class, uh, a zoom class for our franchisees on management and mm -hmm. leadership. Um, I mean, whether you're, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a specific position following a job duty or job description, or whether or not you're in leadership, uh, these core values are, are imperative to the success of your business. And I broke it down into two different, uh, uh, ways to look at it, right? The, the first, uh, thing is your operational, uh, your operational mindset mm -hmm. and then your growth mindset. So what does that mean? That means when, when you're out there doing whatever it is your, your business does throughout the day, operationally, there needs to be a mindset on how, how you accomplish and attack that. Um, in our business, we're doing property inspections. So right, we have to be self-starters. We're out in the field and uh, operationally, we want our business to be successful. So in our minds, one of part of our core values is, is to wear our uniform, you know, be, have good personal hygiene, carry ourselves and, and work on how we deliver presentations to the customer, how we give out, uh, uh a nice pamphlet to the customer mm -hmm. and how we send out confirmation emails and just the, and then of course, performing a thorough inspection, providing a detailed report in and doing it when we say we're gonna do it in a timely manner. And so all those operational things are born out of the core values um, uh, from our workplace. And then of course, then you go into the growth or the management of the company. Uh, and we taught, we had a whole discussion on that, which again, was a different way, but it's all coming out of the core values of uh, uh, providing leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And something you, we actually spoke about and that you briefly just brought up for a minute prior to us starting the recording here was how it, it's kind of eerie how much we tie back everything that we do in our business and the Morrison brand to the core values that we have up on the wall in the office uh, and how much they actually do get referenced. And so very easy to think that, and you, I remember what you said was when you first had to create them, right? You thought they were going to be just some fancy thing on the wall that everyone has to do, right? right. Like, like most, most businesses, they have to, you gotta go do it and put make your core values and put on the wall as a culture type of thing, right? But how many of them actually apply them and you kind of just brought up the fact it's well, I'm, I mean, how and, often we actually do. And I wasn't just reading that from a script. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, it's real. And yep. so it's, when you're, when you're a new business owner, uh, you need a guide, well, whether you're new or whether you're in 20 years, you need a guidepost. Exactly. To make decisions in how to operate. And if, and if those, and, and you got to meet your values. So yeah, they're kind of like the North star in, in a sense, right? When right. you're tracking, you got to have some kind of off in the distance, uh, marker that you're trying to, trying to go towards Because otherwise if you don't have core values, right? Like I'm going to give an example. Yeah. Go, read our, number one, our core values, uh, number one, be on time and professional. There it is. So if that's not something that you take seriously, is for us, if we didn't take being on time and professional seriously, then we're showing up late for inspections. Yep. We're not in uniform. We're not proper hygiene, which all, which carries into the rest of the day and how we operate, right? And the business in itself. Um, so yeah, absolutely. They're certainly a guidepost for how we operate on a daily basis. Well, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper. Be on time and yeah. professional. Those yep. are two things that you're saying to do there. Be on time, don't be late, mm -hmm. and be professional. Well, I'm not going to digress too deep into that, but being on time, 
we give training on to every inspector in our brand. And it's, it doesn't mean if your inspections at eight o'clock, you're there at, at eight o'clock. There's a whole thought process. You need to be there 15, 20 minutes early to be on time. If you're on time, you're late. Or if you're late, <laughs> mm -hmm. man, you're, there's, there's problems, right? And then be professional. You're not only are you on time, you have to be professional. So obviously being on time is being professional, but when you're there 15, 20 minutes early, now you're not just sitting there waiting, you're doing things, right? You're making sure that, you know, your shirt's tucked in, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you, you're taking that last sip of coffee. If you, if you got coffee and you're, you're, you're going through, you know, making sure you, you know, you have all your tools and that you're looking at the property you're going to inspect and you're getting ready to actually get, go out and perform, mm -hmm. you know? And so that, there's just a lot in each and every single one of our core values. There's just a lot of meaning in it. Absolutely. And, and I want to run through our core values just for the sake of our listeners. Again, I sure idea. Then I'm going to kind of move the conversation to a different direction here. But uh, number one, like I mentioned, be on time and professional. Number two, perform thorough inspections. That's something we pride ourselves on, right? We're not a rubber stamp company that just passes, passes anybody by because uh, we look out for our customers. Number three, help others be successful investing into other people do what you say with integrity right and that's a big that's a big thing of what we do and with home inspection specifically you have to have integrity in order to do this job um, at a very high level and professional level right um, number one two three four number five know what it is you don't know uh, self-awareness understand that you're not going to be an expert and you could be an expert in the field per se, in terms of years of experience, but understand there's always going to be learning to be done. Right. Humility is a big thing. If you want to be successful and you don't, you're not humble, mm -hmm. man, you're limiting yourself. Yeah. And then you know what, if, if, if you know it all, you know it all until, uh, something comes up and bites you in the butt, right. And that's that you didn't catch. Uh, well, you're, you're never going to know it all. Exactly. Just, I mean, man, you no, know, who likes that guy? Exactly. Right. And then the last one, pursue knowledge through continuing education. And that's a piece that I was touching on earlier when it come when it came down to uh, the training videos and training modules that we're putting together for our, for our folks internally. Uh, always be looking out for ways to improve yourself and improve your skill set. Um, and so those are our core values, uh, just for our, our listeners' sake to have an idea. But something still related to workplace core values and kind of what this article specifically is bringing up is I'm going to read it directly off the article here. Many people have reassessed what the value in life over the last year or so coming out of COVID and a pandemic. Sure. And this is a led to a, they use the term family first movement. Essentially what they're trying to get at is business owners needing to create a people first environment. Right. Um, at the end of the day or risk losing their best team members, which is something that, as we know, turnover, high turnover rates, uh, cost money. Right. And it's very, it's, it's expensive. It's more expensive to hire and train a new employee than it is to keep the people you have internally and continue to invest in them um, at the end of, at the end of the day. And so, uh, essentially, small business owners need to create a set of workplace values with their teams and ensure their managers, especially, lead with those values every single day. And so, I think that's what um, we've just been touching on here. Well, we can identify. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely, we can. It's a it's a big piece to what we do and how we operate on a daily basis. Um, and certainly an integral part of any business. And so if you don't have workplace values set up, go get them set up, sit down, critically think, um, and, and get some maybe outside perspective too, uh, if you need the help and you can't quite seem to drum up anything on your own, right? Uh, outside help is always useful. But moving on into the sixth trend uh, from the Forbes article, 
which is something that we, I know we like to do a lot is networking with business owners. And I'm going to expand that outside of just business owners, just networking in general and continuing building up your network of people that you know within your own industry and how valuable um, it is. And so Dwayne, if you want to speak to that for a moment. Um, sure. I mean, if you're not social, you need to learn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, it's okay to make friends, to put yourself out there a little bit, introduce yourself to people, network, uh, uh, you know. You'd be surprised, I think, how willing people are to network with you. I think that's something that I've learned myself is, uh, which is funny because I never learned this in school per se of how to network with people. Um, maybe we were forced into it at times, but overall you typically kind of just do your own assignments. You stick to yourself. Uh, you don't really go outside your circle all that much cause you have like your click of friends or whatever that might, whatever that might look like, or your team you might be on, but just going up and just starting conversations with people is a great way to practice your skills in networking. And especially when you're in a business environment, um, if, if we're different business owners, then we're probably on the same wavelength in terms of what it means to network and make connections. And so there's no harm in me or you approaching one another and just starting a simple conversation. Even if it doesn't really go anywhere, there's still value in it at the end of the day because you're getting a repetition. Um, well, and when when you're working for a brand and you're a professional and you're in business, mm -hmm. I mean, you, th this is one of the qualifiers. You have to be doing this. Um, uh, I, let me kind of digress though, just a, a little bit. Uh, when I was raised and growing up, uh, and I, I suspect a lot of people even today are told this is don't go talk to strangers, mm -hmm. right? Don't talk to strangers. There's predators out there. Um, yeah, keep to yourself, keep to yourself. Um, uh, you know, be very careful, be leery, always, uh, you know, there's always a dark cloud, right? Or you, maybe you've even experienced, uh, being picked on or bullied or, uh, you know, or you've been, I don't know, treated very badly or somebody's abused you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you kind of very hesitant to put yourself out there and go network with a bunch of people and strangers, especially, um, Hey, look, it, you know, I, I just want to, if, if, if those things are preventing you just do a self self-assessment, if those kinds of any of those things are preventing you from, from going out and setting yourself up for success, um, get some professional help, you know, uh, get somebody to come alongside you or, or go talk to your best friend or somebody and say, Hey, you know, these things are stopping me from actually doing the things I need to do, um, uh, that are very important, which is a, a networking or going to social events. Um, I'm struggling doing that. And it's a real thing. There's a lot of people that really do struggle to get out and just go to a party. Yeah, it's it's difficult if you, especially if if you haven't done it often or don't do it a whole lot, it's can be a very daunting task to go into a room full of strangers, and especially if maybe you're one of the newer members too, right? Yeah. And everyone else seems to already have friendships and connections and conversation. You kind of have to either you have a choice of either standing in the corner with the drink by yourself, or you have to kind of go up and kind of nudge your way into a conversation. Well, um, well, you were talking to somebody daunting. earlier today that, that just wants to put his wants to come uh, is interested in the franchise and wants to put stuff on autopilot. Like, well, we can just do digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> you see, networking and getting out there and doing things kind of the old fashioned way is really how things are done in communities. Mm -hmm. um, and so, if this is this, if if anything here is, st is holding you back from doing this kind of stuff, 
um, figure it out, figure it out. You know, uh, th there's assistance out there, uh, you know, where you can get some help and, um, you know, you just, you, you're going to have to do your very best to, to, to work on this issue. And it's going to be harder for some people than most. Absolutely. And it always, um, something that's always amazed me is when you put yourself in a position to network and make those connections with other people and strangers too, how much you can actually learn from some people out there and how the, the type of connections that those people have that they're willing to set you up with. And it's, it's pretty astonishing because you never, you never think something like that would really happen a whole lot. But like right. a, a prime example that comes to my mind is, uh, went to a wedding a while back. Um, and, and you guys are familiar with this story already, but went to a wedding a while back sitting next to the bride's mom's best friend. Right. Very, I know it, it, we're going down the line with it, okay, right? Okay, got it, got it. Turns out her husband is the CEO and founder of Doghouse Restaurants, right? The, the hot dog and burger place that's blowing up all over. It's, they're, they're taking off throughout the U.S. Okay. Uh, he, I asked him what he, do, he does. Oh, I'm in franchising. Oh, that's that's odd. I never met anyone else outside of my like work circle that's in franchising. Sure. Oh, what do you do? Oh, uh, have you heard of Doghouse before? Uh, yeah, I ate there yesterday, right? right. Like you guys just had a promotion. I was there yesterday at your other location. Um, and then going down the line, talking about what I do, franchise sales and things of that nature and development. And then he hooks me up with his lead salesman. And now all of a sudden I'm in conversation with their lead salesman. And he invites me to come to their store to sit down and be coached up a little bit about how they run their operation, right. and how we can apply that to our, to our skills, right? And, and what we do here on our end of things, which I think led us into investing into a CRM system. I think, I believe that's how we made that connection was because I saw the way he operates and what he does and what we were lacking. Right. Um, and actually made a direct change and impact in our own business, which is really cool that never would have thought going to that wedding that I'd be making a connection like that. But it just so happens that by putting yourself out there, now all of a sudden you're opening yourself up for opportunity. And now I'm not saying that's gonna happen every single time, uh, but oddly enough, you do find a lot of people willing to help, um, in a lot of different ways. And, you know, even on the, as far as being someone to help, if you're with a group where it's kind of, everybody knows everybody and you see somebody new coming along, mm -hmm. you know, st step out and, and be, be, uh, an ambassador for your, through the group, you know, yep. introduce yourself to that person. Yeah, absolutely. It goes a long way. It makes an impression too on the, on the person. I know I love when someone announces themselves as a new realtor in an mm -hmm. office right? and going to be able to go up and introduce myself and, you know, and shake hands and pass them the business card and, and make that kind of first, for that first connection that, that sticks. Um, and I found that people, uh, that has definitely resonated with them, um, through my time here at least. And so now working with business owners, very, very important. Uh, if you haven't gotten out there and networked for your own business before, and just try to learn from a collaborative effort with other people. Uh, I, we highly encourage you to do so. I think that plays a big part. And we help our franchise owners do that on a consistent basis, right? We, we try to plug them in to all kinds of different organizations and affiliated uh, groups um, that apply to what we do uh, to allow them to have that opportunity to go out there and grow. And so networking's uh, uh, it's work. It is. And there's no, always it, networking to be done. <laughs> and it, it don't get, it could be exhausting too, right? I mean, we've spoken on many times or many occasions the holiday season for us and how right. exhausting networking can get, can get, especially when you're doing it back to back to back days. And there, it's just late nights back to back going out there and working, the, working your 
Uh, long gig, days, right? long days. You know, um, don't don't be afraid. I mean, go home. You know, clean up, change clothes, and get right back out there. Go mm -hmm. back, go right back to work. But it's usually much more informal a little more relaxed yeah and it's a gratifying feeling too knowing that you're out there working for yourself and your business and uh, it all kind of comes full circle and you actually appreciate that time of the year um, one thing i want to mention here I, I don't i think we'll be remiss if we skip it is if you're a business owner or you're trying to grow your business or develop a business is uh when you're networking and doing this this uh trend right here it's very important to understand uh these people are your, going to become your friends. Mm -hmm. They should you start should start having a lot of friends who they're not just acquaintances. They're your they need to become your friends too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you start forming those relationships over time, and it definitely leads into friendships um, past just the business setting. Right. Uh, so yeah, definitely important to think uh, to realize that in terms of long term type of game, right? Uh, now that leads us into number seven, which is kind of funny because you touched on how digital marketing uh, doesn't really substitute for the in-person kind of community building relationships, right? But number seven, the topic is the efficiency of digital marketing, uh, which for us specifically looks a lot different than maybe other people in maybe like a retail industry or an e-commerce or a lot of other kind of avenues. Uh, but nonetheless, digital marketing does play a part in our business. It's something that we consistently are changing our avenues and directions in. Um, and consistently really just trying to improve ourselves on uh, because it's a, it's a consistently changing environment. Uh, over the last 10 years, digital marketing, social media has grown exponentially and is here to stay and is only going to continue to become probably more prominent in every industry out there. Um, and so needing the, the need for you guys as listeners to accept that if you haven't already done so, right, and realize the importance of it at the end of the day and how it can play a part in your own business and depending on what um, industry you might be in. And so uh, really this article is kind of speaking on the fact of, listen, it's not going around, it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, and at this point it would be wrong to dismiss the efficiency that it can, that it can provide for your business and the cost too. Um, and so just being able to harness the benefits of digital marketing to reach a broader audience I know we do that personally. Uh, we obviously send out uh, different marketing campaigns and Google advertisements and things of that nature for our services as well as on the franchising side. Uh, so definitely plays a big part in the business. Yeah, and it's important to understand what, what does digital marketing mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it means being online. <laughs> yes, it does. Right? Uh, uh, there's all different types of digital marketing. I mean, social media is a big one and it's free. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so you should be leveraging social media and it's, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and there's, there's several others too, right? Uh, Pinterest and, and mm -hmm. things like that. YouTube, uh, it's free. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so, um, obviously you can pay to, yeah, to the paid advertisements, things you, of that nature. Yeah. You can expand on that. And then of course you have your search engines, Google, Yahoo, Bing, um, and I'm probably another 30,000 of them. <laughs> Um, you know, do pay-per-click and stuff, but you'll get organic mm -hmm. uh, if you're investing in, in your website or your web page and you're getting organic search results. You know, that's typically, it's not 100% free. You got to pay, somebody has to host your website, um, but you know, you get organic stuff that way. And uh, then of course, email campaigns, uh, sending out a newsletter or just a, a email flyer and 
Um, just emailing people. You want to just mm -hmm. shoot somebody an email asking for their business. That's digital marketing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so, you know, it, it, there, there's all kinds of different ways to look at digital marketing. Uh, if you're a business owner, you need to be uh, leveraging uh, uh, this trend. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not ever, I don't think you're ever too small to, to leverage it, right? I think some people, when they're brand new or they have a small business, they kind of lack on this side of things uh, because they're very probably... Those individuals are probably very community oriented, right? They have relationships in the community and everything kind of comes organically through just word of mouth, but don't miss out on opportunity um, for the online visibility. I mean, just our location alone, uh, your original location, Dwayne, I think it's got a couple thousand views a month on Google, um, I believe, Yeah. which for those on the outside looking in to expect um, a kind of a, a pretty... I'm going to say low key in the sense that home inspections isn't a very sought after topic on Google, no. right? Uh, for a local home inspection company, you get a couple thousand views a month. Um, that's pretty substantial. Now, how much does that translate into business? Uh, there's ways to quantify that and track it. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but um, that definitely plays a part in terms of visibility as a brand overall, right? That directly influences our franchise owners. And then as, as a brand, we have the franchise owners, microsites, being viewed also, and it starts really building up a, a database of, of views and, and, and people realizing kind of who we are and kind of what we do. You know, these last two trends, networking with business owners and efficiency of digital marketing, uh, if, you know, I want to make the correlation there. One is, one is in person, but you can also do it digitally. Mm -hmm. And the other one is digital, mostly just digital, right? Uh, uh, however, you know, it, it, they they they're synergetic, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you're putting yourself out there, it's it's more complex now than it ever used to be before. Uh, there was a time before the smartphones, before the internet, where you know you had your newspaper, you'd run your ads in the newspaper or a local magazine, or people used to only sell cars going through Auto Trader, and Auto Trader came it was, it was a publication once a month, mm -hmm. you know, or the Penny Saver. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it, there wasn't a whole lot to do when it came to trends for business other than just your local area for small businesses. Mm -hmm. And but now it's not that way anymore. The, the, I mean, you, obviously there was networking back then, too, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but not like today. Today, networking is on steroids. Absolutely. And like you said, they're synergetic and networking can be through online online platforms as well too and it's it's open doors for people and businesses that you probably never could have dreamed of um, when you were younger right i mean people are running businesses out of their garage doing drop shipping or doing whatever right. they're doing right uh worldwide and it's amazing what the what the internet has brought us well i mean we network with people all the time and then we also network with those people digitally yeah you fo follow up right and you, yeah. you make those connections and all of a sudden that bond kind of becomes a little tighter and strengthens up right and, and it's still changing. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's new technologies coming out now oh, yeah. that are, I mean. <laughs> well, if you've ever messed around with Google Ads before and Google pay-per-click and SEO and all that stuff, you know that Google changes their algorithm. Gosh, I can't even remember the number, but how many times in a year? It's, it's dozens uh, and dozens of times in a year they change their algorithms and how that operates and how the computer the computer system reads the data that you're inputting and how it adjusts and it fluctuates all over the place. And it's almost overwhelming to think about if you're not used to it or not in the, the, the mindset of it, but, uh, it just 
goes to show that it's something that you always have to stay on top of. Yeah, I mean, well, Facebook had, what did Facebook have copy audiences or mirrored audiences mm -hmm. where you can put in a, if you say you have a, a list of a, a thousand people that are the, the type of um, people that buy your product mm -hmm. or that you want to sell something to and you put it in there and they'll copy all of the information from those people, take that data and mirror it and multiply it by five times yeah. to market to people that are like your customers. Yep. You know, and so it, it can get really complicated. Absolutely. And so just um, with that being said, the reason for the complexity is because of, I think, the necessity of it, right? Um, and making sure that, I think they do it on purpose that way, not anyone can do it uh, at, <laughs> at, at, at a moment's notice, right? Because it becomes over flooded probably in that scenario. And so they have to probably put up roadblocks for those who are active and wanting to continue to take part in it to, um, I think, probably elevate the, the platforms um, as a whole. Well, I know we're going to talk about the next trend now, which all, which mm -hmm. is very important. I like how these all kind of sequence in, in with each other. But, hey, look, you know, uh, uh, this the, to these are modern times. Mm -hmm. um, there's new technologies. Uh, you know, I was a computer science major for a minute in college. Uh, you know, and I took a programming class and, you know, I'm 57 years old now mm -hmm. and it's like the, you know, the gen younger generations before me are, are, you know, really tying into all this stuff, um, to where it was very difficult for us to kind of transition into it. And, um, it's not changing. I, I mean, the, the technology is not going to be what we have today is not the same technology you're going to see in 15, 20 years from now. So, you know, I, I think it's important to kind of read up, keep up with stuff, uh, tr try try your best to jump into it. I know it can be daunting, um, but as a business owner, you want to just always continue to uh, better yourself with like our fifth core value, right? Continuing education um, and just do your best to keep up with it. There are a there are third party vendors now that will actually help and assist you with all this um, uh, and, and help you keep you on track. Absolutely. And so. With that being said, I'm going to tie into, I think, the last topic of this episode today that, like you said, everything kind of works in sequence here, which is really neat. Um, the eighth trend that Forbes has laid out for us, digital and cloud technology. So essentially, for those of you who don't aren't familiar with it or have some understanding, it's connecting with other people through online tools and resources uh, when it's all sent. I think that's a more easier way to sum that up. Well, I mean, we, everybody's, not everybody, but a lot of people are working remotely now, mm -hmm. right? And uh, you can work with people on projects that aren't in your office now, which is actually huge because in, back in the day, we just worked with staff we had, right? And that was it. Now we're working with staff. Our office is pretty small. We, we want a bigger office, but we're working with staff in three or four different offices. I mean, yesterday, I can't remember who I was in the meeting with, but yesterday I was in a meeting, I was McKinsey, with somebody that was on the East Coast. I was looking at the time on their, when they were sharing their screen, it was 1.30. I'm like, where are you? Yep. You know, because <laughs> it was only 10.30 in my time. And, you know, I didn't even realize that this person was in a different time zone. Which is such a weird concept in terms of um, how much business has changed um, over the last decade or two of well how, the, how, how, the well, last the well, last couple of years well think about it how, how many meetings do you have do you think in a week gosh you know i don't know like what's a safe bet 10 like, 10 meetings okay yeah how many of those people are in a local region to here that, that are driving distance to in all my meetings yeah how many are here or how many are not here how many are here i i would say meetings well you probably have two meetings where they're somewhat local people 
I'll have maybe one person that's here in the meeting, maybe, maybe sometimes two or three, but mostly me and one other person. Exactly. So and, and the other four or five, if not 10 are from some, another state. Exactly. So how, I can't even imagine how in the world did we do business 20 years ago where everything <laughs> meetings and partnerships are only done through what you have within driving distance to you, right? Which is such a strange concept now because with the, what we're talking about here with digital and cloud technologies, it's all of a sudden we're open up worldwide. I mean, you could have partners overseas doing stuff for you. It's called fax machine. Well, well, right. <laughs> I, I got, what was that? Um, <laughs> look, no, no, you know, fax machine for... you, be, be, what your opportunity, your opportunities were much more limited in our last podcast. I think it was in our last podcast. I made a statement, uh, or two podcasts ago, but this is the greatest time in the history of man. Yep. You know, and, and again, I, I, I clicked on the, one of my news apps just uh yesterday and was trying to you know flip through to keep up with current affairs and i'm like man i don't even want to turn this off mm-hmm. it's just it's like good guy started feeling bad like on the inside mm-hmm. you know and i'm like man there's so much great stuff going on it's like i don't even it, this sucks yep. you know and it really sucks that these people suck you know <laughs> but i'm just gonna focus on what we can control what we're doing and it's 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 just amazing that because of this technology we're actually, I mean, we got what three or four companies right now that are just getting ready to blow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that are, I mean, we're just we're launching things and we're doing things, and we, in in a very high level. Um, now, back in the day, could you do it too? Yes. So, what did, but did you have to take business trips and go make take airfare and go take your flights and go visit, you know, spend a week in a hotel room and and go to meetings at somebody else's office? Yes. Did you just sit on a phone with a cord? Yes. You know, you had a speaker thing going. It was all speakerphone. Right. You know, um, sitting in a conference room, and you guys just talked. Um, speakerphone, fax machine, getting messages well, across. It office, was fax machines, like that, and yeah. then you know, it, it was a next day, uh, like next day air. O- over overnight FedEx envelopes with with you know your reports and your packages, and we always sit there over on speakerphone, right? Um, that's not what we're doing. It's, it's no. changed the game um, completely. In the- I think a big thing for us right now is to take risks because a lot of people are going into here the next year or the next two years thinking there's going to be a recession, the inflation, blah, 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 all these things on the media, which is okay. So, so yeah, that's well, a good hold, point. Hold, hold on. Let me finish my point though. Is that they're scared and not wanting to take the risks, but the low points of the roller coasters, when to take the risks. So when the high points come up, people are like, Oh, this is already established. This is a thing that is going to happen. So let's keep going with that, right? So in a way, yeah. And and I'm I'm just gonna, as somebody that's been pretty darn successful, and I have always been very good at being a visionary person. Um, now I've failed a lot in the past, <laughs> uh, but look, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Four years ago, a very close friend of mine was watching the news. And they were saying the housing bubble's bursting. We're going to go into another housing bubble. Our, our prices of homes are going to start dropping. Mm. And I was looking at him, and he sold his house. I was looking at him going, I don't agree. I, I didn't tell him that. And he, my brother-in-law, who's a real estate mogul, telling me the same thing. And I'm like, I don't agree. You know, I didn't say a word. Yeah, it's not my... But I was just like, people are trying to predict the market. Yeah. Since when are since when are you an oracle? 
Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, I mean, I can't predict the future ever. I, I wasn't seeing key indicators economically right. as far as the key indicators I'm seeing now. Though, now, those indicators are here now. So yeah. if you want to sell, go ahead and sell. You know, um, a lot of things but, are statistically. But you're right. Taking risks, McKenzie, it's there is never a good time and there's never a bad time to take risks. Mm-hmm. If if you are prepared and you want to accomplish something, just go do it. Yeah. Just go do it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I mean, unless there's something in the way. Mm-hmm. Well, we're but, taking big risks right now by doing these two, starting these two companies, you know, and, and being able to launch something that is creating a platform for the future Well, and rather I'll, than focusing on just the profits of now. Well, and so my mindset on that was I'm actually forcing, being forced to do it. Yeah, no, of course. Because of course. We're, we're wanting to accomplish these goals and objectives, and we've identified what those goals and objectives are, right? Which is, I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about you know, 16 key trends that will drive small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, article from Forbes, right? We're going over all these key trends, and we twisted it and spun it in a way that's like these aren't really trends. These have been the direction business has been going Gosh, I mean, for for the last couple of decades, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and really, if you look at the essence of it, is if you're going to want to accomplish something, you need to own it. Mm-hmm. Own your stuff. Don't just okay. I want to accomplish this. Don't. And this sounds cliche, right? Don't paint yourself in a box. Mm-hmm. Don't think small. Think big. You've heard you've heard this. If you want to run run with the big dogs, don't lift your leg and piss like a puppy, mm-hmm. right? Go all the way with it, but that's going to force you to have these core values that we're talking about because if you don't do things the right way, you're going to trip up all over yourself. Absolutely. And that's the risk, really. That's yeah. where I'm going to make this full circle. That's where your risk is. If you think you're going to do something haphazardly and, and you're not going to do things the right way, and you're not going to basically own it and just go all the way with it. You're not going to have the opportunities. and You're not going to be able to experience the excitement of, of really what all these trends are about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people that don't experience the success, get the success or the short time, short term success, want that short term success because instant gratification is always a big thing in our generation. Right. So taking that risk and understanding the risks are important in order to break out of your comfort zone, like everything else, being uncomfortable, you have to be comfortable with that. You know, it's overwhelming, quite frankly. I mean, there's so much technology out there, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of people trying to tell you they've, they've got the snake oil, you know, Mm -hmm. and 90% of it's freaking snake oil. Mm. It really is, you know? And so I get, I get hit with ads all the time about, how whatever company is going to be the next solution to, to our problem and this and that, right? And it's, it, you have to filter through it, right? But you have to also recognize the importance of what we're talking about here, the digital cloud, digital and cloud technologies, leveraging digital marketing, uh, networking with people and how it all ties in together, right? And you mentioned the values earlier in terms of when you're setting a direction for yourself, you got to have that backbone. Oh, especially having um, a social media presence as well is important because as our generation gets older and the older legacy generation gets kind of pushed out of business. The people that are our age that are going to be 30, 35, 40 in the next 10 years are going to be like, Oh, you're 
don't have a social media presence? Oh, what are you doing? They're, well, it, it's so it's a generational. Y- y- thing you're 100 percent correct. Right? I mean, look, McKinsey. Uh, that's my whole study. That's why. Well, that's what I went to college. You for. know. <laughs> We're we're going all we're going over all these trends and why we're excited about kind of talking about them from our perspective, which I think is pretty profound and complicated, is because it's these are exciting times, mm-hmm. yep. right? And and it is a lot to take in, and it's forcing us as humanity or as human beings to be smarter, to absorb more information, to be more social, whether it's remotely or whether it's networking and being doing things other otherly socially accepting other people for their backgrounds race religions and doing things like that you watch the news and it's all the world's gonna is on fire Mm -hmm. but but my experience i mean you go digital and cloud technologies i i mean there's no there's no boundaries there no. You're interconnected with everybody if you if you don't know how to go on to google and and use google sheets or Google Docs and and or go into Microsoft Teams and and use their Zoom platform. I guess it's not a Zoom platform, yeah, but but their you know web video platform. Web, yeah. um, uh, you know y- y- you need to you need to try to sit, sit back, set aside some time, and learn. Um, and and um, you know I do I actually have uh, uh, my sister in law. She you know just chosen not to be on social media, and mm-hmm. I respect her decision for it. Yeah. Because a lot, it's it's the same as a lot of people that you know. There was so so much trolling and hate and and commentary that, that's so negative right. that a lot of people just turns them straight off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but all I can say is you know because like I keep up with the Dodgers and all the comments on yeah. on the Dodgers on social media whenever they win and there's people that put out these stupid comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I'll speak out to that is uh, people have gotten better uh, when it comes to just general forums and comments about stuff. A lot of people do make dumb comments, but they get kind of shouted down now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, yeah, you're, you're not getting away with it, right? And it's just... Um, there's a lot more etiquette now online. And really, you know, depending... You you can block those people. Right. Mm-hmm. You just, just block them. And and being online, it's, it's gosh, you know... I, 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 I think it's just a way of yeah, life now. I think you made a great point with, like, yeah, how absolutely. exciting of a time it is, right? of having all these different tools and resources to leverage at, at your disposal. Uh, and that's something that can be easily kind of forgotten about and, and, and not, and, and take it for granted, I guess is the right way to put it. But you have so many tools and resources available to you at your fingertips at a moment's notice that it's really just applying yourself um, to take advantage of them um, mm-hmm. and move forward in your business in the direction you're trying to go in. And that's what's exciting for us is because there's always something new coming up and there's always a new resource and a new tool that we're looking to implement that's going to make our business better or more efficient or yeah. yep. more exciting and stand out from the competitors or whatever that might be. And that's what makes, I think, business exciting. And I, another thing on the social media thing, I think a big thing to remember is that social media or any media in general is the highlights of and emphasis on highlights of the good and the bad. There's never sure. there's never the middle because people don't aren't excited about the middle. They want to hear the best things of life. They want to hear the worst things of life. And that's why things get portrayed in that direction. And it, right. it gets pushed in the worst things because for some reason, a lot of people well, like to see bad things for, I don't know why. Well, people need, I mean, it's very important to compartmentalize, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and push the negativity to the side, minimize the level of neg- negativity that, that you, 
as far as content goes that you're willing to take in each day, mm-hmm. it's okay. And, and, and you, you should be, you, you need to be okay to be open to looking that it's there. Right. Um, but minimize the amount you allow to get into your, your reading. Cause in this is, I'm, I'm going to probably close this out, mm-hmm. uh, because ahead, I'm yeah. getting to the end of the podcast, but yeah. one of the most powerful things you can do is to write words or to make videos or post pictures for people to see. Because mm-hmm. once they once they read your words, once they see your pictures, once they see your videos, they can't undo it. Mm. It's in you're in their head, you're in their brain. Mm-hmm. So know that when you when 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 you digest that content, limit the negative stuff you digest and and open yourself to digesting more of the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It changes your mentality uh, and the direction for your business. Uh, at the end of the day, when you start thinking that way and, the, and digesting just the positive information available out there. So, uh, with that being said, I mean, wow, Dude, we went. How long did we go, Mackenzie? We're at forty-five minutes. Right forty-five now. minutes. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had a forty-five minute episode in a while. Yeah, I have an off episode. All right. I uh, think I want to. Oh, okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. But yeah, overall, uh, great, great <laughs> topics today. Uh, excited to continue on moving forward. So we just covered eight of the 16 trends total over the last two episodes, and we're probably going to continue on another one or two to wrap it up in, in full over the next two weeks or so. So don't miss out on the coming episodes. And don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, notifications button. Go ahead and share with your family and friends and other business owners in your local area. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about our franchise and the Morrison brand and kind of how we implement all this into our own system on a daily basis, by all means, give us a call. Our phone number is 866-881-5027 or visit morrisonplusfranchise.com. So that being said, everyone have a safe weekend um, and a great weekend. We'll be seeing you soon.